Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week we are going to be talking about, I don't even know to call it a book. It's more than just a book. We'll talk about it. Um, called A Little Spark by Chris Parsons. Hello, Chris. Hello, Martha. How are you? I am so wonderful and so excited to talk to you about this. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes. Um, before we talk about a little spark, I would love to hear kind of your journey in, in working with kids at all. Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit about me. So there's like two worlds. The first world uh, was my professional world. I was in high tech and innovation, worked uh, with a number of technology companies and startups and all that. So that's that world. But the other world is I've always been fascinated with storytelling. And I grew up in a little fishing village, uh, Flat Rock, Newfoundland, very Irish, a lot of music, a lot of storytelling. My father was a great storyteller. I always had that bug. And, and then lo and behold, a few years later, we had Kathleen and I, my wife had kids and we started reading, you know, all the classics and, you know, all, all those things. And I started, you know, my hand at storytelling and created my own characters. And, and so, and believe it or not, my kids, didn't reject it. They actually liked the stories and the audience grew and nieces and nephews. And I really, really enjoyed creating these stories and these characters and these voices. They were entertained and I was entertained and there'd always be a lesson um, in in those stories. And and so throughout the years, you know, I've stayed with those stories and evolved things up till recently, you know, I actually released my first book, A Little Spark but I've always been connected to kids around those stories. And the stories were more than just a story because of where I come from. Music is big as part of it. So, and the characters and, and all those things. So, so that's sort of how I connected into, into that world. And, and I really enjoy being in that world. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I, um, when we were talking before we hit record, you mentioned that your kids recently reminded you that you had said you always wanted to yeah. be a kindergarten teacher. So, yeah, and how things come. So now I spend a lot of time. The last two or three years, a lot of time time with kids as we sort of develop this concept, and uh, it's just so much fun. So much fun. 
Yeah. I guess it's easier when they're not yours. <laughs> yes, which I mean, I always say as a nanny, I I um, I love my job, and I also really love going home at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. um, I love both aspects. And I love that I get to go home and rest so that I can help the parents who don't necessarily get a rest. Yeah, no, that's a great thing you do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, well, let's, why don't you tell me about a little spark and like where the idea for all that's incorporated in this book came from? So again, it goes back to, you know, the early beginnings of, being from this little fishing community and music and all that. So I you know, started developing my own stories a long time ago. But as the kids grew up, obviously they weren't interested in these stories. And, but I kept developing, I had a notebook and then eventually on my computer and I kept writing down these stories. And then a number of years ago, I was on a plane flying. I did a lot of traveling in my career. And this idea of this little mouse popped into my head called Spark the lowest of the low, a very unlikely hero, steps up in this fantasy world and saves the day. So it just inspired me and I wrote it down. I remember writing it down on, on that plane and I sort of framed it up. And then I started developing uh, that over a few years. And my vision was this experience, you know, not a chapter book, not a picture book, I wanted a real story with music. I wanted people to, families to really be able to sit down and experience the story, just like I did when you know I grew up in my little little community. The storytelling, the music, the rich characters. So over a couple of years, I started writing it all down and getting to a point. And then back in 2017, it was my kids, my wife. You know, I got to a point and I was telling the story. People loved the story and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I had some music that I was sort of working through. And they basically said, this is it. This has been a passion of yours forever. You need to do this. This is a great story. you got a great concept. You need to do it. Because if not, I'd be, you know, still working on the story. Right, right. And, and so they inspired me. And so I remember today I said, this is it. I'm going to do this. I had no idea how to do it. So how do you print a book? How do you distribute a book? How do you do illustrations? So I started um, in 2017 working through that. And then I got to a point, okay, I want to move forward. I'm going to pitch this book to all these literary agents and these publishers. And so I went that route, made all these pitches and I kept coming back. You know, most people were polite and they said, no, it's not a picture book. It's not a chapter book. It really doesn't fit. It's, it's something different. And you know, the rejection was actually really good because it forced me to think through what it really was. And so I decided uh, I'm going to create my own publishing company and figure out how to do this. So I incorporated a little startup called Zerome Media. And if you're, you know, in the book, Zerome is a really important word. Uh, and I and I started, I found an illustrator in Toronto. He connected me to this incredible editor, book designer, Will Robertson, um, who lives in Oregon, just a brilliant guy, very creative. And then I had the other element was the music. And I, and, and I can't sing. And just about, well, everybody has told me I can't sing, <laughs> so, which is unusual because everybody where I grew up, they could say I can't play an instrument, but I have this music and I have these characters and these songs and these melodies and these instruments in this story. 
So I Googled a music studio near me and it popped up, Cake Mix Recording Studio, about a, a, literally a mile from where I live. Wow. And so I had this stuff all sort of framed up and I, on my iPhone, a picture of me singing the songs in my voice. And I went to uh, the studio and I walked in to see Bruce and he thought it was crazy. You know, who is this guy? You can't sing. He doesn't play an instrument. He's got this, he's waving his hands. He got this vision around this music and this story. He said, come back next week. And that was a year and a half ago. And he and I connected and the music, the soundtrack and everything came from that collaboration. Obviously we had musicians and everything. So now I had the music, uh, but then you get into, okay, if I produce this book, uh, how do I distribute it? No idea how to do it. How do I get it on Amazon? How do I get it global? And, and through a lucky connection, I met this guy uh, and he directed me to this company called Pathway Books in New Hampshire. And they become the distri my distribution partner, fantastic company. So wherever the books need to go, they go through these guys. And then there was the whole thing about printing the book. Again, how do you print a book? What do you do? How many books? And uh, through that connection, I found a printer in Canada. So basically created the platform, the publishing company. We added someone on social media. That's a big part of what we do. Be that spark on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. And, and so we started you know, building and creating. Uh, so now I had the book, I had some music and I kept you know, in my mind, you know, the feedback I, I received from publishers and literary agents that this wasn't, you know, this was different, basically telling me that, you know, this is not something that's gonna work. I decided to create a proof of concept. So I printed hardcover version one of the book. And I put all those, you know, the QR codes you see in there, I put them in by hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there was a lot of them, you know, just to test out the book. And I found a hundred, it was actually 95 people, parents, kids, teachers, grandparents. And I handed them the book and said, hey, here's the book. What do you think? Can you give me some feedback? And that went on for about six months. A lot of feedback, a lot of feedback on the music, how long the music, the cover. We did one, one uh, a funny story. One uh, person who read the book was a grade one teacher, Mrs. Ramirez at a school, local school here. And she came to me and said, hey, I want to use this in the classroom. Let, let's put together a program, which was fantastic. Yeah. So we created Be That Spark program where she'd read a chapter, they'd discuss it and they'd do the lessons and the music and the video. And it was a huge success, but it also gave me tremendous feedback. Um, my version of the cover, they looked at it and their word was, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the dragon? And, and so through that testing and the test market, I got all this feedback and there was some really funny stuff. And, you know, I had videos, kids sent me videos about this and why are you calling, who's your favorite, what's your favorite song, all that input. And then in 2020, uh, we really started to finalize the book, get the music produced. We had a you know, big production in the studio. And then October 1st, uh, we released the book and you know, it, it did extremely well. We won a bunch of awards. We're right in the middle of marketing. It's kind of difficult, you know, right now with COVID and all that, because normally if you're an unknown right. author, what you do is you try to get out to bookstores and, you know, get out there, part of your marketing. And where I'm my own publisher, publishing company, I don't have 
you know, the, 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 the strength of someone like Random House who has all these connections or a machine for marketing. So we're right in the middle of, of, of you know, the marketing. Uh, we won Mom's Choice Gold Medal in Best Family Media, which was a big thing. And that was a big evaluation, you know, had a committee and, and they liked, they used the word media, which was, you know, really captures what this is. It's an experience, multi-sensitive kind of media experience. And we won a few other, we were an Amazon new release bestseller in children's music books. And so long-winded, <laughs> but so that's sort of where we are right now. And, and it's, it's been an amazing, an amazing journey along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So for listeners who, who haven't had the opportunity, the honor of reading this book yet, um, can you talk a little bit about how you, how you figured out how to incorporate, you mentioned the QR codes, but just yep. to flesh it out more. Yeah. So, you know, we spent a lot, first of all, I wanted it to be multimedia and I wanted it to be a full story. So when you look at the book and you have the book, first of all, the book feels solid and good. We, we spent a lot of time on the material, the look and feel uh, of the book. It's, it's 10 chapters, 160 pages, and it has 75 illustrations. We did a lot of illustrations for yeah, this. Yeah, and they're beautiful. Yeah, and we, and you know the process. I get a sketch, I create an image or a description, send it to the illustrator, he sends a sketch. So every one of those is a long process. So yeah. it took, took a while, while to do it. So it's a real book. And, and what we do is when you buy the book, there's a web address on the inside of the book called experience.b.spark.com. I don't know if you've used that yet, but you go there, put your email address and you can download the full soundtrack. So there's a full soundtrack, 12 songs, and there's a full audiobook, two-hour audiobook, which has the music and sound effects. So the book comes with the soundtrack and the audiobook. Yeah. Now in the book, the way we let you experience the music, we use QR codes. And so now, you know, one of the, one of the uh, good things, well, not, not many good things about COVID is that a lot of people got familiar with QR codes and how to use them on the phone with menus and all that. So it's a very easy technology. So as you're reading the book, you come to a QR code with, with your kids and you scan the QR code and a song plays. And that song is made for that part of the story. It's an extension of what's happening in the story. So Spark laments, he goes outside and he sings this, this wonderful song called I Can Do More. So it's integrated, there's eight songs and in the book, they're not the full version of the song because we didn't want two or three minutes. It's around you know, a minute and 20 seconds each song, but you have the soundtrack, which has the full, uh, full uh, version of the song. And then you have the audiobook. So the real cool thing about this is you read the book, you see the illustrations, you hear the music and you hear the character in some of the music. And then in the audiobook, we spend a lot of time on the characters and their accents. And, and so you get a real view of these characters. And that's how we developed, you know, these rich characters. There's Ted Bear is one of the guys, he's got a Southern drawl or Vinny. Yeah. Vinny the raccoon, if you listen to Vinny raccoon, he has a New Jersey, he's a wheeler dealer. And he has a New Jersey yes. accent, like my cousin Vinny, the movie, one of my favorite movies. Oh. So it has, 
So it incorporates this, you know, multiple uh, senses as you listen, as you look, as you, as you engage in music. So we were able to incorporate a lot of that through the QR codes. And then in the back, there's a couple of other features. Again, we didn't want to use too much technology because it's, it's really about the book. But in the back, you can click on a QR code and you can take a selfie with the character. So they love that. So fun. Yeah, they love that. They see all the characters and their face in the middle. And there's another one in there. You you click uh, on a QR code and you can actually go and talk to the animals. And so there's six animals that you can talk to, which are my six, three cats and three dogs. Oh, my goodness. So, so and they're sort of talking, you know, we use a little software. Hi, my name is Ned. So it's really meant to be this interactive experience between you know kids parents caregivers and and it's focused based on the feedback and you know reaction you know it's really targeted in terms of a family read aloud a fully illustrated chapter book that's how we describe it you know family read slash listen aloud for kids between three and eight in that setting but the reading level is eight and above. So, you know, for those solo readers, it's a chapter book. It's, you know, the feedback from the older readers has been fantastic. In fact, some of the older readers are reading it to their younger siblings and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's, there's something in there for everyone. Uh, the three-year-old may not get all the meaning of the story, but you can play the music and look at the pictures and they, and, and a lady, actually a lady sent me this really cool picture. Her three-year-old is lying in his crib. He's two and a half, I think at that point. And he's got the book up. You can't see his face. So he takes it to bed and he's going around and he's got this one song. So, and then you get into five, six, seven, you know, they are totally engaged and they wait for the QR code. And then the other thing that we added and, you know, back to my earlier days when I had my little audience, my kids and nieces and nephews and friends, I always wanted, and I always liked myself, stories that had a lesson at the end, you know, where, where you could take a, a few minutes, a few sentences and deliver a lesson related to the book. So in this book, there are six lessons um, th that come from the book, but they're Things like believe in ourselves, understand the situation. So in the back, there's a page for each one of these lessons, which is really an opportunity then for parents to sit down or teachers in, in, in the case of a grade one class and talk about, you know, believe in yourself because that's one of the, the core things. And then the overall theme of, you know, the lesson, the, the meaning of this book and what we're trying to do is be that spark. And you probably see that, you see it in the book, you'll see it on the website, you, you know, be that spark is our, our handle on social media. And our, you know, intent there is to provide an environment for kids, families, to really read the book, engage, think about these lessons, but look for ways to be that spark. Now you don't need to save the world, obviously the little mouse saved the world and the, but it could be simple acts of kindness. So that's what we're really, that's the bigger picture of this book and some of the other things we're doing is under that, that umbrella of be that spark. How do we, you know, instill this, the, the self-confidence in, in kids to step up and, and, and do things? Because uh, the other thing is, you know, you, you know, to be that spark in life 
throughout times in your life, you're going to need others who are that spark for you. And so that's that's sort of the the bigger picture. And we're really pushing on the be that spark movement is really what we're we're trying to create. And we've we've had some good success and partners and and things. And and obviously you can tell that's what I'm passionate about is is you know obviously the music and all that is fun, but it's really you know, kids walking away. And I get all that feedback from parents and they love it. It's, they do Spark Week, like five nights. They read a chapter or two a night and and uh, they send me these little videos and pictures. But that's sort of the net of the book. So it's very different, um, you know, because again, is it a chapter book? Uh, yeah, but it's a fully illustrated chapter book, more like a picture book. And then it has music embedded as well as music and the audiobook which you can download we had a fantastic voice actor on the audiobook so it's a real you know the production was done really well on the music uh and the audiobook here in Dallas actually yes yes and i i will say so i read it over several uh, over two weeks with my nanny kids they're three and so um you know we took it slower and um and I, like, as an adult, I love reading fantasy. I, I mean, I read all the time. I'm a, a really ferocious reader. Um, and I, it like, I, I was driving in my car and I was thinking about the characters and I was like, oh, this is what I love about, you know, my, my books that I read um, is I was like, I wonder what happens. Cause I didn't read ahead of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, which was hard for me, but, but I wanted to experience it with them, um, for the first time. And, and I really, I was like, oh man, I wonder what's going to happen next in my brain. And I, I just, I so rarely get that in, um, the books that I get to read with three-year-olds. I get it with older, older kids books, but not, not with books that speak to kids that young. And it really does. It, I mean, it really has, um, the, my nanny kids also seem to, it seems to be present for them as well. They're curious about what's going on in the world and uh, the world of a little spark and on all that good stuff. Well, that's, that's good feedback. Hello, nannies. This is Rory from Nannyist. Nannyist is the free web app for nannies. It's an honor for us to support this podcast and to support nannies around the world as they deliver essential care. See how Nannyist can support you in your career by visiting nannyist.com. That's N-A-N-N-I-E-S-T dot com. Thanks. And back to you, Martha. We have a lot. I mean, we have a six-year-old. It was really, it was really neat. The, the mom sent the picture. And she's on her first day of school. She was one of the early test markets. And she loved the book. And, and she's headed out. And she got her mask on and all that. And they got this little board so the, the each student comes in what's their name what's their grade favorite food favorite book a little spark and she sent me that and I was wow I mean that's that's so cool and I talked to her and she said she just loves the book she takes it around they they sing the songs and 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 they get right really and this is a parent who takes the time to sit down and engage and which is really what what makes the book work is when you take the time and and like you did with with your uh, the kids you look after your nanny kids, um, and it works. So yeah, that's always good. It does, and I love. So I've been on this big, 
Um, I've been thinking a lot lately, um, especially with the pandemic and things like that about um, technology and like ways that it serves us and then ways that we serve it or we get, you know, taken in by it. And, and the way that you have incorporated technology into this, it really does serve the story. And it's because with, with my nanny kids, sometimes it's like, if I get my phone out, then it's a battle, you know, for the next 30 minutes over, can we watch one more video or, or whatever, you know, it just doesn't bring out the best in them sometimes to get my phone out. But with this, because it was part of the story, there was no argument. They were like, great, we listened to the song. What happens next? Yeah. No, that was by intent. I made some decisions along the way because at, at one point we were looking, you know, at producing a lot of content in YouTube and, you know, that whole thing. And and I decided not to do that. I'd, I'd use this method and put some videos in there. Obviously I use backend YouTube stuff, but I didn't want people, kids, you know, spending all their time looking at video, some mindless video or great video. It's really tough. I mean, it's really, really tough. I mean, I grew up, this didn't exist to this degree, but now as the internet evolves, social media evolved, it's just a real challenge. And the question is, is how do you incorporate technology in a way that, that, interests the kids mm -hmm. uh, and at not and at the same time not taking away from the story because the, it's all about a little spark to story everything else is you know and you listen to the audiobook and 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 those things everything else is really to to enhance that experience where you know the characters and and that sort of stuff and technology and I've been in technology that's what I've done all my life a leading edge technology innovation and cloud all that stuff um, but I, I took a step back here and, and I, originally I was going to uh, augmented reality and all this stuff. And maybe we'll oh, get wow. to some of that down the road, but I wanted to keep it simple. And the QR code was an easy way to do it. And, and then we just created, you know, high quality content. And it took us a year and a half. That soundtrack took a year and a half um, with amazing voices. Uh, I don't know if, if you listen to some of those songs. Yeah. There's a guy on there, W.T. Greer. He lives in Dallas. So this guy, Bruce Faulkner, Cake Mix Recording Studio here in Dallas. So he knows everyone. He's famous. Uh, he he did all, he did a lot of stuff, but he did all the music from a, one of the most famous cartoons ever, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, wow. And and it was renowned worldwide. It was the biggest cartoon there. Everybody in Dragon Ball. He did all the music. It was sort of Japanese anime kind of style. Mm -hmm. So he's got all these people. And... Uh, so we were able to work together. And it's funny because I joke and I say, well, I can't sing, I can't play an instrument, but I had this music in me and I could hear it. I could feel it because I lived with these characters. I knew how they sounded and, and I had it down in my little iPhone, you know, video of me singing, terrible sound. But, uh, but Bruce was my spark. So I would never have, now you can go to Apple Music and you'll see you know, Lil Spark, the album, Chris Parsons, producer, Bruce Faulkner. So I learned a lesson that comes from the book as I created the book about these sparks, these people, you know, who, who reach out and, and they make the biggest difference. And, and no matter how big you are, small, three-year-old, 
older person, we all can make that big, a big difference and be that spark. And so that was my own, which is amazing. You know, now I look and people say, well, they listen to the songs and the songs are really great. Uh, like W.T. Greer, who, who sings like on three of those songs. And I, you know, I'm really proud. So I wrote that song. They look at me, what? <laughs> I said, well, with Bruce and I, he and I produced it, my lyrics, my melody. So that was an interesting, you know, but it also speaks to everyone's opportunity. There's so much we have inside and, and we really got to work with children early to let them feel free to, you know, to, to bring that to life. And, and, you know, the, again, the first one under the be the spark umbrella is believe in ourselves, mm -hmm. just like that little mouse. And that was the core of the story. He believed no one else believed that he could do this, as you know, even his father, now his father comes around at the end. It's very, you know, changes, but he believed and he believed he could do this. And, and that's, that's what we, that's what we really need to uh, see in kids. And, and it's fun, you know, sending those messages and getting feedback and. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also, I, I really um, appreciate, I have not listened to the audio book yet, um, no. but I did explore and poke around, but I just hadn't listened to it. But I still, I knew the acts, the dialects that you were um, writing in um, no. because it, it's really well written. And I, I, uh, I'm a recovering actress. And so I do dialects for my nanny kids all the time. And so it's funny that, you know, you, you said the, the mayor, uh, Ted Bear is no. uh, Southern. I was like, of course, yes. I, I was doing a Southern accent. I knew. Yeah, of That's course, so the cool. lumbering, right? The lumbering Ted Bear, you know, you can, or Vinny, you know, hey, I got to watch, you know? Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, Martha, a funny thing. So when we, when we recorded, you got to listen to the audiobook and you got to send me a note after you listen. Your kids will love two hours. It's, it's fantastic. And I'm, I know I'm biased, but we did a really good job. But there's a song on there, Oliver the Owl, right? There's another character, right? Mm -hmm. Complete messed up, you know, lost all his support <laughs> except for the dog. And then at the end, you know, when he gets, he finally gets the magic word right and all that. And the dragon, you know, comes back and, and he sings that song. And the song is, I'm back, I'm back. Mm -hmm. And Brandon McKinnis, who's just brilliant, brilliant at many things, singer, he, he did the narration in the book, voice actor, there's a lot of anime and whatnot. So we recorded that song and I was taking him through it because I had a character profile. Here's Oliver, who he is. I said, Oliver has a British accent. Mm -hmm. And this guy says, which type of British accent? Mm -hmm. There's six. <laughs> and we go through and I said, and we finally find one. I said, yeah, it's the, the upper, cl upper class, London kind of posh, posh kind of, yeah. yeah, kind of. Um, and so if you listen to that song that Brandon sang, you'll hear that accent in the song, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> and, and so things like that. And then when you get into the audiobook, you hear it big time because they're all, they all have, you know, different voices. There's a Edna the Elk and she's Irish. And so we, we try to blend different, you know, different voices and, and it really brings the, the character alive. So yeah, it'd be great to hear when you, when you, cause people love the audio. Some people, they take the book and they play the audio book while they're going through the book. Right. Right. Which I, I also thought about, but. Uh, yeah. But you lose yeah, some yeah. of that connection then with the kids, I think, but 
but people take it on car rides and, you know, there's, it's one of those things that, you know, you can listen to it every year. I mean, it's a thing that, that, that lasts over time, that story and, and the music and all that sort of stuff. Yes. And I do really quickly, cause this is a hill I will die on. Um, just want to say for any parents or caregivers out there who have a bias against audiobooks, they light up the exact same parts of your brain as actually reading text. So mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there because I tutor a lot of students. And if they're struggling with reading, I often recommend find the audiobook version. And they can yeah. read along, but they don't have to read along either to get the story out of it. So Absolutely. I just want to throw that Absolutely. out there. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, one thing, that's a good point. So as I was going, I'm not a teacher, I'm not, you know, I'm not a child, I spent child psychologist, but I spent a lot of time. So one thing about this from a learning point of view, to your point about audio, there's a lot written about reading aloud to kids. I mean, there's research, there's some great books. The Enchanted Hour was something I read a year ago, Megan Cox Gordon, a really good book about all the science around reading aloud and how it helps the children. There's also a lot of science around music. And, you know, playing music in the womb to music and how it, and, and so what we do here is we combine both um, in this experience and it works out really well because, you know, you have the book and the text and the music and there's movement as well because the music, you know, gets you moving. So it's really the combination of those things. And then you have the audio to go with it and the audio just reinforces sort of that experience. And we've had, uh, we had a number of folks came back with, you know, kids who may have some sort of learning disability or, mm-hmm. um, and, and they were really, really positive because the multimedia side of this, because some things may not work, but the audio worked or the music they engaged in. So there's, there's ways in which you can use this type of experience for different types, uh, you know, of kids with different sets of abilities. Yes, yes. And I love that it is. It's a really inclusive book. The story is inclusive. The way it's presented is inclusive. It's just, it's, it's really lovely. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. A lot of people I've been, my name is on the book, but there's a lot of people involved in this. My daughter is heavily involved. She does all the social media. My wife actually sings a song on on the album. Oh, which Uh, one? uh, My little one. Oh, and that's the one you remember that one. She spark is going off. She's lamenting yeah. never to see him again. So real quick, because I don't, I don't want to keep all the time here. <laughs> real quick story on that one. So we're in the studio. I had that was the first song I wrote this lamenting. And we wrote the words in, in a way that any mother could sing that song to a kid, you know, spark in this case, but a kid going to school, a kid going to college, a kid getting married. You know, it's one of those songs. And I had it in my head. I knew exactly. And so we brought the first voice talent in. It wasn't it. You know, it wasn't what I had in mind. The second one came in. It was more operatic. Uh, and Bruce loved it. I said, no, that's not what I He was getting frustrated with me. So I went back and I said, what, where am I hearing this? And lo and behold, it was my wife, Kathleen. So way back when we were married, she used to sing at weddings. She played piano, great voice. And I, even before I'd go to all these weddings, I don't know who's getting married. She'd sing and she had this great Celtic voice, but really didn't use it, you know? And most of the time she used it, I'd, you know, come on, sing a song, sing a, you know? And so it was that, that voice. So I came home, I said, Kathleen, we need you to sing this song. And she said, within 
a second, no, <laughs> no, I'm not, because she'd never been in the studio. Anyway, I got the sheet music and everything. She played the piano, spent two weeks and we came in and nailed that song. And it captured exactly the lament of the mother. If you listen to the, the way the song goes and, and there's been so many things I've heard back. And in fact, Kathleen's brother, Liam, I, he, cause he's been following this. I sent him that song and he calls me, he said, that's fantastic. Who is it? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stories like that, you know, so we've had, you know, so family been involved and, you know, the teacher in the school, there's another song on the soundtrack called Be My Friend with a Children Choir, choir as the chorus. Oh. So that's on the soundtrack called Be My Friend, which is another uh, one of those songs that come with the, you know, with the book. Wonderful. Well, for nannies who, and anyone who is listening and is like, wow, this sounds amazing. How, how can I get my hands on it? How can they get their hands on this, this yeah, wonderful well, book? That, yeah. Well, now we have a distributor, so it's available on all, you know, all the online uh, bookstores like Amazon, Barnes and Noble in, in us, Canada, UK, Australia. So it's distributed across the globe. And so that's how you get the book on Amazon and those, those type of ways. But you can also pick up a lot on the website because we spend a lot of time, be that spark, one word, be that spark.com. And you go there and there's every, we got, we got outtakes from the studio with the musicians. We have excerpts from the audio book and the book and reviews and all the press and interviews and all that sort of stuff. And we have the lessons and that's where we're building. Uh, we're under, under construction right now because what happened with that grade one class, she loved it. Then I had other teachers come to me. So we're building a program, a formal program, Be That Spark. It'll be on the website. So you as a caregiver or a teacher or a parent, you can go in there and download all kinds of stuff. You can download coloring sheets, different games. You can download the music and you can lesson plans. We're working on lesson plans with a couple of teachers where, you know, you can engage in, in a more formal way of in, you know, using the book with lessons and discussion points and little videos about different things. So we're going to launch that in June. So that's on that you'll see it on the website there. So, so that's a really great way uh, of, you know, experiencing uh, the book and on the website. And then of course, follow us, be that spark, Instagram, Facebook. That's, that's really important part of our marketing, you know, as we go forward. And in fact, for those listening, if you go to the web address experience.bethatspark.com, which is which sort of, on, it's on the inside flap of the book. But if you go there, experience.bethatspark.com, go to that URL, put your email address, and you can download the soundtrack and the audio book for free. <laughs> Whoa, that's a great deal. But that's I do... Great- yeah, I do yeah. honestly encourage you to buy the book. It's um, it's it's really it's really been a wonderful thing, like two weeks of reading. And, you know, sometimes I need a break from the books that we read over and over and over the Pete the Cats, the you know, all of that. And so this has been a lovely couple of weeks of just like going on this adventure with this little mouse making a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite character? Um, I really did like, uh, I mean, I loved Spark a lot. Yeah, and I also course. really loved Rosie. Yeah. 
Because I loved how she, um, like, uh, knew that Spark was worth knowing more about. Yeah. Even though the everyone else in her town was like, he, you know, he's a, a traitor or he's in with the bad guys. Um, but I really liked how she went and visited him and helped him bust out of jail. Yeah. She's a strong character. And I think it's really good, you know, because without giving away the ending, you know, she ends up a very important person in that town. And it just speaks to smallest, no matter who you are, you know, we all have. And one of the lessons in the book, you mentioned that scene, that's exactly where that scene comes from. The lesson in the book is understand the situation, which is really telling kids, you need to question things, right? Just, you need to make sure you understand. Don't judge too quickly. Those, And it's from that scene where she'd hold it and she asks a question and pieces it together. And lo and behold, it's very different from what they had thought. Yes, yes. And then I also love Ned, of course. Yeah, Ned is... You I know, know he's a popular character, but I really love popular, him. <laughs> yeah, he's a really popular character. And so we're working on book two and book three. Amazing. Yeah, so we've already started recording some of the music and the illustrations. It'll be a trilogy in the, in the same set of characters, some new storylines, some new characters, but the same idea, the soundtrack, the audiobook. We're obviously producing the... Um, the education program, which is another thing we're doing. We're doing some more music things. We're going to probably launch, launch a podcast uh, at the end of the summer, uh, Be That Spark podcast, and, you know, really for parents, basically, and demonstrating yeah. and showcasing people who, you know, live the life of Be That Spark and those things. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot happening, and, and we're just really happy. <laughs> Yeah, what a change, you know, from the technology world, and 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 so now I'm I'm doing exactly uh, what I want to do, and the feedback has been good. I've got this incredible team in our company, um, and uh, and I get to speak to folks like you. Yes, yes, and I I love uh, learning about you know new authors and and people who are who are making changes in the world. And I will say, whoever encouraged you to, I don't know what the cover looked like before, but I get a lot, a lot of people reach out to me for author interviews, which I love doing. Um, but so, you know, sometimes I judge the books by their covers and yours, I was immediately like, yes, want Thank to you. interview, oh yes. <laughs> and actually, again, I tell, I'm sort of in the middle of, you know, pulling the strings, but that literally came from that grade one class. Wow. And what I had, I, I'll, I'll show you some. I'll take a picture and send it to you. What I had as the cover, I sort of had everybody out. A new character had come to my mind. I'd stick them on the cover. And I thought it was great. And then I brought it in and they just crucified me. Grade <laughs> one kids uh, oh, are very yeah. black and white. There's yeah, no, they do not pull punches. No, and they and, and I've got some videos from the, those sessions and all that. And the kids, we did posters in the classrooms with the lessons and and oh, the feedback was fantastic. One, one little story, because I know you want to end on a, a funny story. So I told you, we went through this whole thing with the test market, because again, I wanted that feedback to make sure I produced something that people would like. It's had all these parents. There was one parent, this guy, Chris, uh, really good friend. Uh, he's got four kids and he's got the, I think it's the second or third kid. His name is, her name is Evelyn. And Evelyn is like six or seven, somewhere around there. And so Chris 
this friend of mine, he's, I go to him and say, I need you to, you know, have Evelyn and the kids go through, tell me what they think, the characters, the story, the music. And so he went off and a few weeks later, you know, I got together with him at Starbucks. And so I'm there and he comes in with the book and they have all these post-it notes, like it's full of post-it notes sticking out of the book. I'm saying, oh my God, what does Evelyn do to my book? And we go through and they're all really good suggestions. And we sort of get to the end. He said, but Chris, there's one big issue. And, I'm, and he's not laughing, but he's pulling my leg. I didn't know he's pulling my leg. And I said, yeah, what's that? He said, page 15. And I said, page 15, I'm going through, you know, page 15. I come, there's an illustration on page 15. And I said, what's wrong? What, what, what's wrong? See that mouse over here? And there's a mouse in the corner. And he said, Evelyn says, he's naked. He shouldn't <laughs> be naked. <laughs> All the other mice have clothes. Why is he naked? That's not making him, you need to put clothes on that mouse. And I almost died. And at the same time, it's extremely, she'd gone through every detail and provided all this feedback. And, and that was the one big thing about the mouse. And of course, in the next version, we fixed it. And, you know, I sent her a copy when, and, and showed her the mouse <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the clothes on. But it's things like that. You see it every day and your audience, they see these, I, I know it's a difficult job at times, but you see these, things that are so innocent um and they just you know they just warm your heart they really do that's i love that she made you some post-it notes too that's great oh yeah it was a lot evelyn's gonna change the world (laughs) oh yeah oh she was on it like she took it and a lot of them did a lot of them did a lot some people sent me kids sent me videos of singing the songs and so it's been it's been really good so you know now it's all about getting the word out again i thank you for this and to your listeners, you know, get the book, go to the website, share. That's a really good thing. <laughs> share yeah. everything because we're really trying to build this uh, base uh, around the book. But again, this idea of uh, be that spark. And we got some really cool things we're going to launch this year around that theme and partnerships and, and things like that to, to really drive that theme. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Chris. This was really wonderful. Listen, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah. And, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. I love providing Chronicles of Nania to you at no cost. So if you love this podcast, please consider donating by clicking the support the show link in the show notes. I also totally understand if a donation isn't the way you can show your support right now. Another excellent way to support the podcast is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings help other nannies and caregivers around the world find Chronicles of Nannia. Also, if you love the show, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to get the word out about the podcast. And truly, thank you for listening. It really means the world to me. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.